When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Rock River Laboratory stays busy testing both agronomic and animal nutrition samples through the winter. But since the ground is frozen here in Wisconsin, the soil samples actually come from other parts of the world. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Rock River Lab gets soil from South America, which is in the height of their growing season. Scott Fleming is the director of field operations and Dustin Sawyer is the lab director. They join me with trends they see in soil and nutrition testing. Dustin starts out with why Rock River even gets soil samples all the way from South America. Wisconsin really has its act together when it comes to soil testing, and we can really thank the University of Wisconsin for that. They have been very, really organized soil testing well since its inception, and since the 1970s, they've had a great certification program, and they've given great support to soil labs so that soil labs are running really well. Couple that with the university extension going out and promoting soil testing. Wisconsin just has a really good infrastructure built for soil testing. And you contrast that with South America, there's been much less involvement from universities in South America. And the the soil labs down there are not as far along in technology or methodology as we are in Wisconsin. So actually shipping soils from, let's say, uh, Chile or Argentina to Wisconsin to have them analyzed actually is faster and less expensive than it would be for the, them to send it to a soil lab that's just down the street. Okay, so when we talk about South American crops, usually we talk about weather, whether it's drought or too much rain, and how that's going to impact corn and bean prices here domestically. So what does soil tell us, or what trends are you seeing you know, in your, in your soil tests that may give us some clues as to how their crop is going to be doing? The soils of South America are really quite different from the soils of Wisconsin. I'm not very well versed in, in interpreting the, the data of South America. They have very low pHs. We're talking pHs typically below 5 on just about all samples that, that come through. And they have very old, highly weathered soils that have unique properties that I'm just not quite well-versed in interpreting. Scott, do you have any insight on what's going on in South America? I think the other thing to add is when we look at soil sampling, we're looking at the long game. We're looking, you're only pulling soil samples every three to four years, and it's not quite as rapidly evolving as weather and markets in South America. It's a lot more predictive and looking towards the future. To that point, um, we've been working with South America for uh, maybe about eight years now. So we are maybe just now coming up on the second round of sampling on some of the fields. So yeah, in, in terms of trends, uh, we don't quite have the data set built out yet. Maybe that's a later a topic to discuss later. So then the other side of the business that's kind of going gangbusters year-round, animal nutrition. Mm-hmm. Any trends you're seeing, or um, whether that's on the farm or in your analysis? The majority of what we analyze for this time of year is going to be for dairy. What we're really seeing this time of year is the industry is moving to a, a new paradigm in forage testing for um, dairies in particular, or larger feed-out operations. 
and that is uh, what we're calling a subscription model. So generally speaking, in the past, somebody would, um, they would just pull a forage analysis when they're on the farm and substitute in book values for purchased commodities like almond hulls or soybean meal, things like that. And we've found just over the years of analyzing these things that the book values, air quote book values, actually have a lot more change in them, variability from week to week even than somebody would expect. And so we've been moving to what we call the subscription-based model with a lot of our larger, more progressive customers where they pay a monthly fee for a certain number of analyses in that month. And they're sending in from the same bunker or from the same batch of commodity a sample every week. And we actually plot out for them how that uh, commodity is changing from sampling event to sampling event. And we've been able to find some really interesting trends in the variability over seasons and even from load to load on commodities that people are feeding out. And is that because there's such a focus on, you know, how feed influences milk production or how feed is going to influence your bottom line? Why is it becoming uh, more the norm to get so many samples done? You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the, the animal feed is so closely tied to animal performance and milk production including butterfat content and just overall animal health. And the, the bottom line for uh, the farmer is ever shrinking or you know, tightening up. And so in the end, this more extensive paradigm of testing really frequently winds up saving money for the farm and improving, improving milk production overall. It's, it's been really interesting uh, to see how being able to make changes to the ration almost on the fly because you're getting so much data in has really helped to dial in the the operation at some of these places. Rock River Lab also has a unique position where since you're testing forages, you you know what's being planted more than something else. Is there a, a particular forage that's being used more than another or is that ration changing? The ration definitely changes with the crop year. Corn is still king. Uh, We still see corn silage is is far and away the most common forage uh, that comes in for analysis. The number of alfalfa samples has been going steadily down, and we're seeing the alfalfa be substituted with other commodities, and almond hull seems to be a really popular one, something that can get that, that fiber in the diet. And just being at animal nutrition conferences over the last couple of years, it seems as though one of the main drivers of this is a lot of alfalfa being grown in Arizona, New Mexico, that region, and the tightening of water resources in that region seems to really be putting a squeeze on the availability of alfalfa just in the market in general. What should Wisconsin farmers be aware of as we get into the planting season? When should they be reaching out to you for their soil samples? You know, How far in advance should they be doing that? Any bad habits that you notice that, that should be addressed? There's one thing that I think Wisconsin farmers should should start considering, and this is being able to better manage time when it comes to fertilizer applications. Scott, you might be able to speak a little bit more in depth as to the timing of um, collecting a soil sample and what that's going to do for time management. Yeah, exactly. So as Dustin implied, we've always had this traditional norm of pulling soil samples in the fall and waiting on those results to get back from the lab and making our fertilizer purchasing decisions and application decisions based on those results. 
we're seeing a lot larger shift towards a spring or a post-plant sampling. That way you can overcome some of the fertilizer or even lime challenges that we've seen in 2022. Lime availability was such an issue, it would be so nice to get those soil samples pulled in the spring and get lime stockpiled on your farm ready to apply as soon as that crop comes off in the fall, rather than pulling the soil sample, waiting for it to come back to the lab, analyzing that, writing your recommendations, and then implementing those recommendations in the field. That's Scott Fleming, the Director of Field Operations for Rock River Laboratory. He and Lab Director Dustin Sawyer taking turns answering questions about the work they're doing this winter and how you can be best prepared for the planting season when it comes to soil and animal nutrition. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.